Let me ask you a question. Are you afraid of dying? If your answer is honestly yes, believe me, you are not alone. The vast majority of people are feeling the same. Only a few have made it to the other side, beyond fear, and live their lives to the fullest, without fear and nightmares. In today's podcast, we'll look into the fear of death and discover the truth about death, birth and life. Welcome to the Family Constellation Virtual Podcast. I'm your host Maya and with every episode I take you deep down into family systems in search for ancestral healing. I have close to 20 years of experience in this field, working for international clients, workshop participants and trainees as a systemic coach and facilitator with a bachelor degree in family constellations in the method of Bert Hellinger. Here we are exploring hidden dynamics and family secrets, finding what heals the family wound and what brings happiness and freedom to our lives with case studies, insights and interviews around family constellation and related soul healing modalities. It's a matter of life and death. We say these words when danger is near and we fear to die if the wrong decision is made. But listen closely. What do we really say here? That death is the end of life. That it seems to destroy life to never return again. That life is the opposite of death. Is this a scientific fact? Is this how it is reported to us by ancient wisdom schools? Is this what we perceive? To answer these questions, we start by looking at the science. All is energy and energy is never going away. A fact that quantum physics has proven. It only goes through transformation from one state into the other. Life is energy in motion. For example, the physical body is created out of cell tissues and nourishment provided by the mother's cells and delivered to the placenta via the bloodstream. The embryo has the ability to, to transform this matter into his own body cells. They're not appearing and disappearing out of thin air, right? These cells are being replaced frequently throughout a lifetime and they are a product of the food and oxygen the body is provided with, which it uses to form new cells. Just another act of transforming energy. And when this body dies, the same cells are being transformed to dust and earth or ashes in case of cremation, giving back nourishment to other life forms like plants as a building block for new growth, therefore going through another state of transformation. Water is another amazing example for this continuous transformation of energy. Since science tells us we are living in a closed system protected and shielded by our atmosphere, nothing from outside can come in or go out. 
the whole body of water that the earth exists of was always there and will always be there. Not one drop of water can go anywhere else. It only transforms from a liquid state through evaporation into a gaseous state, which forms the clouds and, when temperatures are falling below zero degrees, the same water drop transforms into a solid state in form of snow and ice. We, like all other beings, including plants, consist mainly of water. We drink water in and dispose of it when we go to the toilet. It gets cleaned and cycled back into Earth's body of water, all the way to the ocean and back into the human body. This happens a bazillion times, uncountable transformations that each water drop goes through since eons. And this is actually without an end, a complexity of transformation our mind cannot even comprehend. In this perfect recycling and transforming of physical energies, where has death its place? Only in the mind. Nature doesn't know a thing called death. A tree doesn't die, it falls over and slowly transforms into compost, which in turn transforms into new growth and into a new tree. The ant that lives on the forest ground gets picked by a bird and transforms into food and new body cells of the bird. The excrements of the bird are providing nourishment for the soil where another ant is being created and nourished by these transformed energies. No end of life here neither. We can conclude for now that there seems to be no scientific fact which proves that death can put an end to life. So let's look at what ancient wisdom schools saying about life and death. The Upanishads are the oldest wisdom teaching, dating back 5,000 to 7,000 years. The written form are several textbooks conveying the path to self-realization, the many layers of life and how to lead a meaningful life. These timeless books are looking at life and death in great depth, as this is the most important topic when one asks the question, who am I really? The question that puts everyone who's seeking the truth on a path deep down to discover one's true self. A general dictum in the Upanishads explains that death is inevitable to a person who is born. That meaning birth and death belong together like light and shadow. One cannot exist without the other. They are inseparable and life itself is not touched by neither birth and death. Lord Krishna speaks here to Arjuna to teach the mighty warrior who was just about to fight a horrible war. He says, To one that is born death is certain and certain is birth for the one that has died. Therefore for what is unavoidable You should not grieve. The French philosopher Pierre Chandin puts it like this. We are not physical beings having spiritual experiences, but spiritual beings having physical experiences. By losing the body, one loses nothing. Man loses nothing in death. A soul passes in this body through childhood, youth and age, and is then taking on another body. 
This parable in the Upanishads puts it to the point. A boy asks his father, What is the self that is neither born nor dying? The father answers, Place this salt in water and bring it here tomorrow morning. And so the boy did. Where is the salt? his father asks. I do not see it, answered the boy. Sip here. How does it taste? Salty, father. And here and there. I taste salt everywhere. It is everywhere, though we see it not. Just so, dear one, the self is everywhere, within all things, although we see it not. There is nothing that does not come from it. It is the truth. It is the self. It is the self supreme. You are that. You are that. The ancient Gnostic wisdom teachings of Christianity explain life and death like this. When there is a birth, for example, a new year beginning that was only made possible by the ending of something else. The great cycle of beginning and ending is the basis of all things. On every level of nature, everything begins and ends in great cycles. No matter where we look in nature, at any level of the universe, we find beginnings and endings. Yet also we find neither begins nor ends. Just as the old year has ended and a new one has begun, things continue, but change to some degree. The continuation is called life. The beginning is called birth and the ending death. Following this thread of thought, it means that all beginnings and endings are great progressions or movements of energy. Those movements of energy from a continuum, a flow that has no beginning and no ending, but is a series of beginnings and endings. Our mind struggles to grasp the infinite, and yet time is exactly that. It is an infinite cycle. It has no beginning, it has no ending, but it is a series of beginnings and endings. This clue is at the very heart of Gnosis. The comprehension or cognition of birth and death as a cycle, propelled by life itself. Whether a person is called Gnostic, Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu or Christian is irrelevant. In all these religions and spiritual teachings, death is merely a destination to look forward to and not a threat. Therefore they are looking at death as a start of something new, when the old comes to an end, and not to an end in itself. Real spiritual work is a continuous process of radical psychological death, in which all that is illusion, all that is false, dies, and what is born out of this is truth, recognizing that what is real. A Course in Miracles says about life and death, nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. This is one of the most important messages in the teachings of rather modern times, meaning that death is not real and therefore not a threat. What is real, the self, however, cannot be threatened, because it cannot die. And therein lies the gift from God. It continues, comforting us 
that we have been given everlasting life and do not need to fear death, since it is not real to the true self, but a construct of the ego mind. Wherever you look in ancient and modern wisdom teachings, they always point at the same fact. Birth and death is creating a cycle of life experiences, while life is untouched by it. The self is what lives on through the, all these cycles, enhanced by the experiences we often falsely call life, which is better defined as a life experience in the way Eckhart Tolle suggests in his best-selling book, The Power of Now. So it is safe to say that not only science hasn't been able to prove that death exists and puts an end to life, all ancient and modern wisdom schools teach us that life lives on through all cycles of birth and death, an everlasting life, or amritam in Sanskrit, the yoga language. So the third step in our inquiry, if death is the end to life and therefore needs to be feared, is through answering the question, how can we experience birth, death and life itself? We are looking into some of the many methods of directly experiencing death and ongoing life to find the answer to our question, does death really end one's life? One example of direct experiencing the process of dying are NDEs, near-death experiences. It has been reported from individuals who found themselves suddenly dying, for example in a car accident, on the surgeon table in a hospital, or while attempting to take their own lives, that they were observing their own body from above and detaching from it, while going through a tunnel. In this so-called near-death experience, one was able to think and see and to come to rational conclusions. For example, that they are watching their own death. Some say they felt they were floating and watching the accident scene. Others were seeing a silver cord connected to their body and some were enjoying to get somewhere they've never been before happy not to feel any pain anymore. Professor Bruce Grayson, the world's leading expert on near-death experiences, says that death is not the end and more important than that, what happens after death is not something to be afraid of. Another example how to experience death are OBEs, out-of-body experiences. In the 1980s, it became a desirable goal in some New Age groups to have OBEs, an experience to leave the body and travel somewhere without dying, and then coming back into the body and remembering any detail of the journey, also called astral traveling. The Monroe Institute in US was founded to study and teach how to purposefully create these OBEs by designing the optimal environment. Music and sounds with particular frequencies were composed to help with leaving the body and experiencing the world free of the restrictions of the physical. Those who succeeded in leaving their bodies on purpose reported back what they did and whom they saw in great detail 
just to be confirmed by the observed person that they indeed did exactly what the astral traveler described later, kilometers away from where the body was left sleeping. Some even traveled beyond the borders of our world and went to other realms while the body was lying in bed at home fast asleep. For example, to an astral plane where they met with loved ones who have already passed on. Some studies suggest that in fact we are all leaving our bodies during deep sleep on a daily or better on a nightly basis. Only that we simply cannot remember anything from our astral traveling while asleep. The fact that NDEs and OBEs exist prove we don't need our physical body to have experiences, to be able to think and observe, to make decisions and to go somewhere else. These experiences everyone can have strongly suggest that when the body gives up its life force, it is not the end of our per perception, awareness and mobility, and therefore not the end of our life. Regressions are a common and very effective method to heal traumata which have been experienced before birth and which are stored in the morphogenetic field of the family system where the memory of the event lives on and through the subconscious mind causing problems for the current body, either physically or emotionally. During a regression one is taken back to the lifetime where the trauma happened and able to observe without emotional attachment the body and the scene that created the distress. By bringing the past life event from the hidden corners of the subconscious mind to the light of awareness and applying spiritual healing to overcome the trauma that has been deeply engraved into the soul, one experiences a great relief and release from suffering a certain problem in the current life situation. The fact that our soul is holding the emotions of the past life events also gives proof that the soul is not part of our physical body and lives on when the body dies and takes strong emotions with it wherever it goes. No particular training or environment is needed to have a past life regression. Everyone can experience this when led by an experienced practitioner. Without the need of help or intervention from outside, one can also experience their own ongoing life beyond the physical death in a meditation. Try for yourself. Go into a relaxed state and focus your awareness on one part of the body. Feel and see this part of the body, for example the right leg, vividly and then see how it vanishes, like water evaporating from a drinking glass but much faster, so it happens in an instant. Then ask yourself, am I still there? Continue in this method with all other parts of the body, always asking the question before you move on to another part, until you come to the last part of your body, the head. Then also let go of your awareness of the head. Keep asking yourself the question, Am I still there? To your surprise, you won't have any trouble to answer the question any time with a firm Yes, I'm still here, even when you can't feel or see the physical body in this moment. This meditation enables you to experience for yourself 
how you are still aware and alive without the need of a physical body. As a trainee of the Family Constellation Virtual Trainings, you will go through this meditation to experience for yourself that life, how we define it as awareness of being alive, does exist outside and independent from the presence of a physical body. This also means that you can let go of any kind of fear because you know now through experience that death is not ending your life. And by letting go of fear of dying, practically every kind of fear will be overcome. The fear of being alone, the fear of getting hurt, the fear of not having enough money, the fear of starving, you name it. Every fear is in the mind a fear of dying. Otherwise, we wouldn't be bothered by the thought of it. The morphogenetic field is a source of information from a specific family system that we access in a family constellation to find that what needs to be acknowledged in order to heal family wounds. In this field of awareness, a long passed away family member is still present and is revealing the necessary information to be able to help the client. When a workshop participant is representing a dead person, they is also able to feel what the represented family member felt or, for better terms, is still feeling on the frequency level where the morphogenetic field resides, in the here and now. The memory of past traumatic events is accessible to all family members and their helpers. There is no distinguishing between a family member who is still alive and another who has passed on, even as far as back seven generations. The body is not necessary to continue with either the memory or the awareness of being alive. It is truly fascinating how indestructible life really is. Just by changing our perception about life and death and understanding that life is what lives on and death is just another word for birth and a chance to be reborn again. We hopefully can embrace the cycle of life without fear of dying. Without the fear of dying, all fear can come to an end and give space for more happiness and freedom to come into the current life experience. Today's episode I like to finish with the mantra Om Asatoma. Om Asatoma Satgamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrityoma Amritam Gamaya Om Om lead me from the untruth to the truth lead me from darkness to light lead me from death to immortality Om Thank you for listening. If you want to bring more happiness and freedom to your life and the life of your loved ones, please visit us at familyconstellationvirtual.com and sign up for a workshop, a training or a one-on-one -on -one session and check out our YouTube channel. If you sign up for our newsletter to stay tuned, you will also receive for free our guided meditation, The Gift, to help you connect with your ancestors. Music